Hello, everybody. This is Nikki from It's Going to Be Okay. And let me get my sheet pulled up here. I had it up. and This is the podcast where we embrace the journey, share uplifting stories, and explore real-life tips on navigating the twists and turns, especially when it comes to living with depression and anxiety. I'm here to remind you that there's a community of support cheering you on. Life's road can be bumpy and many of us face challenges and managing our mental health. But fear not, because on this podcast, we're not just talking about the struggles. We're sharing practical advice, genuine experiences, and the stories of incredible individuals who have discovered their own paths to resilience. So whether you're looking for a boost of motivation, seeking coping strategy, or wanting to connect with others who understand, join me on this journey. Together, we'll laugh, learn, and find the strength to face whatever comes our way. This podcast is more than words. It's a lifeline of encouragement and a reminder that even in the darkest of moments, It's going to be okay. So grab your favorite beverage, settle in, and let's dive into the heartwarming tales and valuable advice that makes life's challenges a conquerable adventure. Thank you for tuning in and let the journey begin. Yeah, it's me again, people, and I'm not crazy. And I got powder in my eyes. So I was a minute or so late getting on. I was trying a new setting powder for my makeup and I got it all over the place. It's all over my clothes. And um, so I'm trying to hurry up and get it off. And it's, it's in my eye, now my eye's watering. So anywho, that's neither here nor there. So we will just get started. So today is my 51st birthday. Woo, 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 woo. Okay. <laughs> That's a little too excitement, too much excitement, especially for me. But um whew, my eyes burning. I might have to take these glasses off. It really is the makeup. It's not tears of sadness from turning 51. <laughs> Anywho, so today I wanted to talk about things I've learned from depression and anxiety since I've, uh, you know, aged. <laughs> but, uh, you know, We've all learned some things from growing older. I mean, I hope you have. I know I have. And uh, I like to share my learning experiences. If you don't, well, shame on you. (laughs) Some of us need to learn what not to do. (laughs) Because no matter how many times we were told, learn from experiences, other people's experiences, we never learn. We just keep doing what we do. So, oh my gosh. I'm really not sad. 
I'm really not. But let's take a deep breath. Exhale the negative energy. <laughs> so I've got five topics to go over. And, um, you know, things I've learned from depression, living with depression is and anxiety. You know, who thought you could learn from learn good things from something bad happening to you? You can. You can find the good in every bad situation. And I that's what I try to do. You know, growing up, I always saw and as a young adult, I always saw everything as the glass half empty type of person, you know, I, and that's where my anxiety comes from is the, you know, what this could happen in the future. This could happen to me. This could happen to my kids, you know, my loved ones or whatever. Um, this could happen in my job. So, and I, I, you can't live like that. That's a horrible experience. And, um, Plus, it adds years to your life. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I would say I probably got all this gray hair from having depression and anxiety, but I didn't. <laughs> it came from a multiple things. <laughs> Majority of it being my three boys because they were so rambunctious when they were younger. But um, anywho, so let's get started. So now these are things that relate to me and these are just generalized topics. Okay. So they could relate to you or they couldn't relate to you. I'm not saying this happens to everybody. So if you're not in this category, whatever. So, but my first one is is self-awareness. And anytime something happens to you, you have to have, you know, some sort of self-awareness of where you are in your journey. And um, you have to develop a deep understanding of your own emotions, what your triggers are, your patterns of thought. And self-awareness is a valuable tool in managing and coping with mental health challenges. It doesn't have to just be for depression and anxiety. It could be any kind of thing that you are struggling with, right? So you have to have self-awareness. If you are trying to manage your finances, you and you are struggling with spending money on certain things. You have to have self-awareness over that. So now in the past, I've talked about a phone game that I am highly addicted to. I love it. I still play it. I set, I have a budget for myself and I stick to that budget this month. I, um, when I did go over that budget. So I have a self-awareness of that. You know, I'm not just um, 
I hope this doesn't get picked up in the audio. But I don't just have a, I'm not, I'm very conscious of what I'm spending on that game. And I know when I spend extra so that I don't get out of control. Because last year was the first year since 2019, because that's when the game came out, was in 2019, that I've had any self-control over that game. And in, in regards to spending money. So um, this year is um, is trying to... Um, is time is what am I going to do with my time? And I'm trying to spend less time on that. And I've got the app tracker on and everything. So that's not the, the example I'm using, but it's just the self-awareness can be a valuable tool in managing and coping with mental health um, challenges, you know, and being intentional with your self-awareness, being intentional with, okay, I decided that I'm not going to spend money at the gas station unless it's just gas only. Do you know how much money you could throw down at a gas station? Uh, Yeah, like without even getting gas, you can throw down at least 30 bucks. Well, I'm going to get me a drink. I'm going to get me a pizza. Oh, I'm going to get me a candy bar. I'm going to get me some chips. That stuff is expensive, you know, and especially living in a rural community where, you know, things aren't cheap. Well, not cheap, but there's not access to like, you know, four or five grocery stores. And you just want a quick fix of something, you know, that's the junk food. Yeah. So I'm not doing that. And um, so those are things that those are two things that this year I'm not doing. I know those are some oddly weird and specific things, but I'm sure you've got your own things that you're doing. But those are mine. You know, at the beginning of every year, people are like, these are things I'm not buying in 2024, you know. And um, OK, well, happy go lucky for you. So. Um, and those are things that people probably struggle with. You know, a couple of years ago, I realized I can't do subscriptions. I cannot do subscriptions. <laughs> they are a waste of money for me. I forget about them. They keep coming. I don't use them. And I don't budget for them. And then I'm like, what is this 40 bucks coming out of my account every month? Before you know it, before I even realized, hey, I might need to cancel that. I've done spent, you know, 240 bucks on it. And now I'm stuck with this stuff that I've got to, one, decide, or is it expired? Or do I need to declutter it? Or do I need to just trash it? I've already wasted my money. So it's just self-awareness, self-awareness. So uh, number two. <sighs> resilience. <laughs> so facing depression, anxiety, 
you probably developed some resilience through navigating difficult times. If you've been on your journey with me, you've developed some routines, you've developed some good habits. You know, overcoming challenges can build an inner strength inside of you and a capacity to bounce back from setbacks. Um, you know, when you go through depression, um, like I talked about over right after uh, New Year's, I felt the gloomies coming on. That's what I talked about last week. And I had a, a couple days, but I mean, I felt it coming on, but because I had been practicing good self-care for several years now. Now, when I first started out, it's so hard. It is so hard. And it was simple things that I was doing. And I would be good. I would do my self-care routines that I wanted to, to do for, you know, one or two days. And I would slip out of it. Then I would start over again. And then I would make it a week. You know, and then I would make it a month. Then I would make it four or five months. You know, each time that I stopped, went through a spell, and then got back on the horse and started doing it again, each time it got longer, the spells got longer and longer, and my depression um, spells would be, they're still coming in their regular periods that I would have them, but they're not, sometimes they weren't as, you know, hard on me because of my of uh, the things that I had been doing and practicing. I was still doing those things and those help you through those challenging times. Even when I would take a break from my self-care routine, then to rest or to, you know, get the sleep that I needed. Cause you know, when you are depressed, you do need to rest. So it definitely helps you. You build that resilience up. It's like bu building your immune system up, you know, when you're sick. And when you're sick over and over, your immune system is down. And so you have to protect yourself. You protect yourself away from those things that can attack you. And you protect your peace and you protect your, you know, the, the things that you are trying to do to make your, you know, your life as, as best as you can. And so now I'm telling you, <laughs> if you, if you have not started doing any of these things, you need to reach out to me. And I mean, trust me. I've been there. It's it's the pain in the butt. And I did not do this alone. I had support group. I had my family, my husband, but I had my coach. I had a coach and I can coach you. I can help you through this. And um, I'm telling you, it's worth it. It is a thousand percent worth it. Uh, number three, coping strategies. So... Along with building up a resi resilience, you develop strategies that work for you. 
And most times, you know, therapy, uh, mindfulness practices, uh, medication, lifestyle changes, um, a combination of different approaches, all of these will help you during this time. Um, and you have to find out what works for you. I, I did therapy a long time ago. I do take medication. I do mindfulness practices. I had to do lifestyle changes. And so those, all of those things together is what has helped me deal with my anxiety and my depression. And, and so now, I mean, when I lost my job this past summer, that was so hard for me. I was so, so, I mean, I felt so defeated. I was shocked. I was embarrassed. And, but I took time out. Um, well, during the time, made sure I did my self-care. And then I... Um, after it, after they finally let me go, I, um, I went through a grieving period because I had been at that job for almost 21 years. So that was like part of my identity, you know, working at that place. I learned, I grew up, I felt like I learned a lot as an adult there and how to work with other people there. A lot of my, uh, mentoring, uh, with coworkers, I learned there and training, and um, a lot of my skills I I developed there. So, I I went through a, a mourning period, and I and so everything that I had learned from my depression and anxiety um, coping strategies helped me during that time, and yes, when I talk about it, it still hurts. But it's going to be okay because I know there's other things that I can do. You know, I mean, I am looking for another job. I still have my podcast. I'm doing things around my house. I'm doing volunteer work. You know, I'm helping out a friend, you know, on a daily basis. So it's not like poor old me, my life is over, you know. And that's how I felt in before, you know, when I would think about my kids growing up and leaving, I felt like my life would be over. Like that was it. What else is Nikki going to do? There's nothing for her to do, you know, because I hadn't never thought about beyond that point in my life. And, and now I think, well, I still have, I still have all kinds of life to live, you know, and, and I've met a oh, whole group of new friends and they are older than I am and they're they live their they do things they live their life and they don't act like their life's over you know I mean so why should I act like that I mean I'm younger than they are that would be just totally crazy so I just I just believe that you if you develop these coping strategies, then when the rubber meets the road, it won't knock you down. It will not knock you out. 
you can get back up, regroup, and punch through it. I promise you. Because I've been able to do that. I have. Um, so the next point is importance of support systems. So, and I know a lot of people don't have a support system. But when you think about it, you probably do. And you really just haven't realized it. But so who are our support systems? Uh, for me, it's friends, family, your mental health professionals. So having this network of understanding and supportive individuals can be crucial in managing your mental health. And, you know, if you have and there's lots of groups if you don't have anybody you can trust, there's lots of groups that you can join, but you have to kind of put yourself out there and um, so that they can get to know you and you start trusting each other. I had to do that with a, um, I joined a, a decluttering group and um, I didn't know anybody every, you know, but I, wanted to get some different feedback on how to declutter your house. You know, my kids have left. And so I had to talk to them. And, and so they were able to help me with some suggestions and things like that. So do you have a support system? If you don't reach out to me, you know, I can be your first support system. Friends, do you have friends that you can trust that you can talk to? Say, hey, I'm having the crappiest day and I need someone that I can just vent to. I don't need you to solve my problems. I just need someone to vent to. So if you do, thumbs up. Um, if you are struggling with mental health and you don't have a mental health professional, you need to get one because. Don't go untreated. You need to get talk therapy or medication, whatever it is that you're struggling with, you need to get that taken care of. Um, we have too many people that are so afraid of reaching out for help. And and they, the mental health um, has come a long way and they can help you with that. I promise you. And there's more um, and even if you don't want to do medication, there's other ways that you can get help. So if you need help, get help, ask for it. Um, number, the last one that I want to talk about, um, <clears throat> is so hard for people that suffer from depression, because when you're in a state of depression, you don't want to do anything. All you want to do is just lay on your couch or lay on your bed, you know, cover up and just binge watch or scroll through your phone. Just something that's not mind numbing that, that, so you don't have to think about that thing in your head that's really bothering you. But you really need to think about a mind-body connection. So, and what I mean by that is practicing regular exercise, eating a proper diet, and getting enough sleep. Now, 
this is so hard to do and it contributes to mental well-being. It's a proven fact that people who suffer from depression and anxiety do not get enough animal proteins in their diet. And if you are suffering, you need to get some. Um, If you are a vegan or um, whatever, then you need to figure out a way to get more proteins into your system because it will help lift your mood. Now, why am I saying that? Because at the beginning of last year, I did a program and we tested my hair follicles and I was low in proteins and I started eating more proteins. Now, what happened was my body was using up all of my other um, minerals and whatever I had stored. Now, why it wasn't using up the fat in my body, I have no idea, but it was using up the (laughs) minerals in my body. So I was deficient. So once I started supplementing that and getting more of that in there, and when I started feeling, now when I feel the gloomies coming on, I will up my proteins and it for that day or the next day, and it helps tremendously. Now, this might sound like cuckoo land to you, but you try it. Next time you feel sad, go eat you a piece of steak and let me know if you don't feel better afterwards (laughs) because you're going to feel great. I promise you. (laughs) So mind-body connection, huh? When I looked that term up, I was like, you know what? I'm starting a new trend, mind-body connection. Exercise, proper diet, and plenty of sleep. (laughs) Aren't I smart today? (laughs) Now, anyway, that was some of the research that I did. But So those are the things that I have learned at my age, 50. (laughs) Actually, I turned 51 today. So, but... It's being self-aware, you know, self-aware of the things that you're struggling with. You know, what are your own emotions? And uh, if you go to Walmart and Walmart makes you mad, but you got to go, how are you going to deal with Walmart? Your triggers, your thought patterns, resilience. As you struggle with depression and anxiety, you build up resilience, you know, you develop that you develop through navigating through those times. You overcome those challenges each time you build an inner strength and it helps you to have the capacity to bounce back from your setbacks. It's amazing. It's awesome. Coping strategies. So you deal with depression and anxiety, we got to have coping strategies. (laughs) When I was little, bad things happened around our house. I would run and hide. I'd either hide under my bed or I would go run in a closet and hide. That was a coping strategy. Did I like doing that? No, I didn't like doing that. (laughs) 
that was scary. <laughs> Today, when I, you know, have a stressful, you know, sometimes when I get stressed, I want to eat a Snickers bar. <laughs> Or, you know, like today I ate one, but I celebrated my birthday. So it's like, you know, what are your coping strategies? Support system. So we have to have our support system. You know, I have my family I, I can talk to. I have friends I can talk to. You know, I talk to my doctor or my nurse practitioner. And they know, like when I, you know, in 2020, when I went through a really bad depression, um, I called my doctor and I was like, look, I, I need help. I'm going through a really bad time. And so they have a, I think it's five or six questions they ask you and you range like one to three or five. I don't know what it is, but anyway, and it lets them know like how bad you are doing. And so for a short amount of time, he would raise my, he raised some of my medication, you know, and now some of it was lower. Now it's back, lowered back down because I don't need it as much. But during that time, it was pretty bad and he had to increase it for me. So I use that. That is a, you know, that's a support system that I use. And so when I lost my job, and I had an appointment. I talked to him about that. And, but I didn't need my medication increase this time because I had put other things in place to help me. And he knew that. Oh, dear Jesus, here's a cat. <laughs> I'm sorry. You may not see him. Okay. He's got his, oh, there he is. So, and then the last thing is, this is so important, is, um, your exercise, eating properly, and getting regular sleep. I can't tell you how much I have improved with just getting like more exercise in my life. Last year, I decided um, that I was going to do more yard work. And I every day I went outside and I worked in my yard. Some days I did piddly stuff. Some days I did, you know, I got one of those edgers and you could like trim like where the sidewalks are and make it look real nice. And Because we had, when you don't trim every week or whatever, it grows over. Well, ours had grown over. So it needed edged. That was, for me, was hard work because I'm not a physical fit person. But it felt good once it was done because I had been going out there. I've done other stuff in the yard. We had a big pile of sticks that needed to get rid of. Um, I got worked in my garage and got most of that cleared out. I mean, I did a lot of stuff outside and um, it really helped my mental well-being, just being out in the sun. So so those are some of the things that I've learned from my depression and anxiety and turning 51. <laughs> yeah, I turned 51 people. <laughs> what does that mean? Anyway, I'm a goober. So um, I hope these help you.
If you have any questions, please reach out to me. Um, you can find me on Facebook or on Instagram at It's Going to Be Okay. And let me see. You know what? I forgot there might be comments. Of course, that there's no comments. So um, anyway, the, this will um, air on Monday as a podcast. So if you have any questions, thank you for listening. I love you and have a great weekend. Bye.